welcome to One Dive at a Time, the official podcast of Neptune Warrior, healing heroes one dive at a time. Hey, this is Rob, founder of Neptune Warrior. You can find out more information about Neptune Warrior at neptunewarrior.org. You can also check out who I am and what I do at scubarob.com. We're out there on Instagram. My personal page is scubamonkrob. And then we also have neptunewarrior.org. Hey, I'm on the road this week, so that's why you hear background noise. I've got Rosarita loaded up with all kinds of dive gear, ready for some wintertime diving adventures. Before I left though, I had an opportunity to interview Ryan, who's one of our Purple Heart Divers. Now Ryan has been on a previous podcast, but with him leaving, I know that he did not get a chance to say farewell to everyone and was just looking for an opportunity to say goodbye, to walk down memory lane, and just ask him a couple of questions about his diving experiences with different people and what some of his favorite dives were. So I'm gonna go ahead and jump right into that interview. Make sure that you are following the podcast. We appreciate it. We're out there on iTunes, Acast, iHeart, and probably many other of uh, the most popular podcast platforms. All right, so let's get started with that interview with Ryan right now. So you're about ready to take off on your big trip. I figured we'd get together and just kind of reminisce a little bit. And you could, uh, you know, we could talk about some memories or you could shout out to a couple of folks that either you did get a chance to say goodbye and you want to say goodbye again, or uh, you didn't get a chance to say hey to them before they took off. And I, I, guess, I guess the first one we'll start out with that I'll throw out to you, and then you can throw out anybody else that you want to. But I thought I would throw out uh, Kevin, because it was two years ago. I think it was two years ago, almost to the day that we're sitting. Yeah. We're sitting around a campfire, and <laughs> for for our for our Christmas party, and there's this comment about who's this Ryan guy or something like that. And <laughs> so, yeah. So how that started was earlier that year we had done a Veterans Day dive at the YMCA and I'd never met Kevin before up to that point and he comments on the post saying you know hey I think I'm in that picture or something along that line and I wasn't in the picture I was the one taking the picture so yeah that Christmas party of 2019 I'd gotten back from California earlier that year and he's literally sitting maybe two or three two or three feet away and I don't know, there was, there was, what, a dozen or so people around the fire that night? Yeah, something like that. And he just spouts the whole group, like, hey, who's this Ryan guy? Not having a clue. And looking back at it now, and I've joked with him several times, like, that would have been the perfect opportunity. Like, man, that guy's a horrible diver. Don't trust him. You can't, you know, you know, just like talking all sorts of smack with him not knowing that it's me. Um, but, you know, you know, here we are two years later, and it's still a very long-running and it probably will be for many, 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 many more years. Um, you know, a, a long-standing inside joke. 
not only between the two of us, but whoever was there that night, that's not something that I don't think anybody's going to forget for a really long time. <laughs> and unfortunately, I don't think I ever actually physically dove with him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, at all. Yeah. He, um, yeah. It, it's it's weird. Yeah. He, I mean, he was he was around a little more uh, while you know while you were gone on your on your expedition to California and and Arizona and stuff. Yeah. So what about uh, what about Matt? I mean, because you know you, you've been involved in that master scuba diver group that we've had going. Matt, Matt, I actually talked to Matt and Libby um, on Monday. I went over to their house and had dinner with them, and they thankfully were able to sign that flag for me before I rolled out of town before my schedule changed. Um, and yeah, Matt, by and large, this entire year, probably minus my solo stuff, he was the one guy that I was always diving with um, more than anybody else really um, so yeah and, and he, you know, he and I were talking about like you know it's definitely going to be weird not having anybody who enjoys not just diving but cold water diving because you, you know I don't I don't really care what the water temperature is as long as I have enough insulation of the dry suit and now that he's finally getting into the dry suit diving uh, there's not really you know, at his level, um, you know, a whole lot of people with the Neptune who enjoy, you know, sub-freezing temperatures and, you know, 40-degree water that you can actually just go out and dive in. Um, so it will be really different, you know, not having him around, you know, and not having anybody else around. But it's, yeah, I'm definitely going to miss him. Yeah, Matt. Matt's a good guy, and, and yeah, you guys really bonded this last year with diving, and, and I know that you were doing some projects over at his place, and 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 everything uh what about brooks brooks <laughs> uh yeah definitely gonna miss her i think the first time i met her was was she one of your dive masters for when when i went through open water with you she was a training was she in the water she was a training assistant at that point yeah i'm i may have i, I think that may have been the first time if not it wouldn't have been too long after that because that was so that was late april of 2018 and early May, um, you, I got a random message, it was either from you or from Mitch, to come down to Wendover, and, and it was just you, Mitch, Brooks, and myself. Um, you know, I hadn't really gotten really involved with Neptune at that point. Um, you know, and that was our first real meeting, and then, you know, the, the weekend we had up at uh, Payette. Um, you know, yeah, definitely going to miss her. Um, it's, I know she was out of the water for a while, so it was weird just not having her around, or even at, even at the campfires, you know, last year and this year. Um, you know, it's, it's I'm not going to miss anybody. Really, just to put this out in the, in the early part, I'm not going to miss anybody more than anybody else. Um, but there are different memories from different people within the group that um, you know obviously have a bigger impact than than others. Oh yeah, um, but I'm not going to miss anybody more than anybody else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, were you were you with us on the trip when we pulled a prank on Mitch? Were you on that trip with the room? I, what was a prank? Uh, where we went in and took all the light bulbs out of his room. That was the Payette trip. Um, oh, no, oh no, 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 no. That trip. I, no, that that trip was the one when we went down to the uh, to sea base. I don't know if you did a sea base trip or not. 
never did a sea based trip with okay. these guys. But but um, but, pay, oh, but pay anyways, out. I don't know if you guys. Go, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say on, on the payette uh, trip. You know what? What was some of your memories about the payette trip? The cold water. Um, you know, prior to that, all of my diving had been done in Blue Lake, which you know, for anybody else out there listening, is a geothermally heated lake, so it's the same warm or hot water temperature all year round so getting into i think we hit 40 47 or 48 degrees you know brand new diver i think i hit dive number 10 on that trip um one of the biggest things i remember was mitch john and brooks coming back after their second dive and brooks was shivering almost uncontrollably faces going cytonotic turning blue and she was just like, I want to go again. I want to go again. And that was the first time that you'd been like, like, like a hard, you know, nice hand. No, you're not going back in the water. Right. Um, and, you know, for, for a brand new diver, I'm like, you know, with not a whole lot of medical training, but I'm like, yeah, if you're shivering that bad, you do not want to go, you know, hypothermia was, was a real, really real at that point, um, especially with the weather that we were dealing with, plus being cold and wet. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think any sane person would have wanted to go back in being that cold. And yeah. I've been in some cold water in a wetsuit. Summer of 2019, we hit 40, 45 degrees at 110 feet off the coast of Monterey. Right. And that was cold. Um, I came back up, couldn't feel my feet, couldn't feel my knees, or my, my hands and my feet were completely numb, and part of my face was numb to the touch. Um, so I completely understand, looking back at her now, it's like, that was not a good idea to, you know, if she had wanted to do a third dive, would not have been. Um, it would not have been good. No, that's, 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 no. Why, that's, why we, that's why we pulled her out. You know, payout was a fun trip because we did a lot of social stuff back at the cabin. And I think that's the night that, that, was, that yeah, we played, we played Story Die, and then that's the night I think I showed yeah. you how to, uh, or at least I was, was lighting fires without matches or lighter. And I still have yeah. the I still have the ditty bag, the ditty bags I made on that trip. I remember you selling that, yeah. I remember you selling that while, while we were all talking around the fire. That that really was a fun trip. I'm definitely gonna miss. I wish I'd have been able to go back at least one more time, even even just to the lake. Um, you know, more than anything. But like I said, I'll be I'll be back. You know, periodically throughout. You know, I hope to make at least one or two trips out. A, a Ryrie trip would be probably what halfway for both of us. Ryrie, I am. I'm actually closer to Yellowstone National Park than I am to Ryrie. Ryrie would be probably some. I'll be a five from Casper. From where I'll be in Casper to the national park is the same distance as Boise is to Blue Lake. Okay. Yeah. So so we um, so we so, to, so we definitely so need to... that's probably a seven hour drive to Ryrie. It's 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 not hard to do. It just depends on a work schedule um, and. For me, weather, because that part of the state, especially in the winter, um, and, and weather in Wyoming is, is a lot more unpredictable than um, than even Idaho. Like, I've known some parts of the state get that they get snow every single month. Yeah. So it'll just be hit and miss on whether or not I'll be able to make a Ryrie trip. I would love to. Um, and like I said in the post on, you know, on our, our group chat with Facebook, if you guys ever want to come dive the park, I'd love to hit up Yellowstone again. Um, I am looking forward to getting into uh, Grand Teton National Park and, you know, finding out what's available there. And even hitting up Jim Gunderson, who's, 
you know, born and raised in Wyoming. I know he's got some phenomenal dive sites mapped out already. Um, you know, I know, and you know, obviously he's a, he's a wealth of knowledge. Let's look at um, let's look at June and July because then it'll start getting warmer, uh, you know, a little bit warmer at that point. Hey, what about uh, what about Jason okay. Janicek? Jason, definitely gonna miss Jason. Uh, I don't remember doing a whole lot of diving with him. Um, you know, I know he's having some medical issues earlier this year that was preventing him from getting in the water. But he was also instrumental in in. I had a, a job earlier this year with a with a weapon local weapon manufacturer, and he was instrumental in getting me that job. So there's some non Neptune stuff that he was really involved in, um, and then all the work you know that we were doing at your house uh, for Neptune, you know. So there was more out of water interaction with Jason than there was in water. Um, but yeah, you know, like I said, definitely gonna miss him too. Yeah, it, it, he's just, he's kind of like this calming presence and is just there like when you need that big shoulder. And he's that gentle giant. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Um, that, you know, it, it's periodic and sporadic when he does show up. But when he does show up, like you said, it, it's that calming presence of just him being around and an incredibly intelligent individual, too. Oh, yeah. So if I also use the words Captain America, do you know who that refers to? either going to be Daniel or Russ. It's Russ. Any any thought any memories about Russ and then you and then you can talk about Daniel. Russ <laughs> I I only dealt with Russ one or once or twice and it was late I'll think about this. I think it was when I came back from California, water levels had already dipped and we hit the pipe that was normally like it normally would have been like a 60 or 70 foot dive and we hit the pipe at 40 feet. Um, so I think it was a fairly late fall dive and that was really my only dive with Russ. Um, you know, everything else was either, you know, his sporadic showing up at the, at the, the fire pits or, um, you know, other Neptune events where he would show up. Um, but no, yeah, like definitely gonna miss him too. Yeah. He was, uh, he was a lot of fun. I actually had to tell him one night that you can't count your pool dives. <laughs> In your dive log. <laughs> I, I remember. I remember there was there was one diver you were talking about. And I can't remember exactly who it was, but I do remember you, it was. Um, you know, for yeah, pool dives don't really count towards your. You you can put them in your journal, time. but you can't count. But you can't log them as, as dives and stuff. Um, hey, I, I I know I know one that you could probably talk at length about, but uh, but but I want just the best stories. You know, Cordy is Cordy is fairly new to the group, but has made a Cordy big footprint. Yeah, he really has. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Marines and Army are always going to have a lot of inner service rivalry. First time I met him, believe it or not, I was in the parking lot at Cabela's. And he walked up and tapped on my window. Um, and I've got, you know, Neptune stickers all over the back of my Suburban. And he's like, hey, you know, I'm Cordy. Um, and I just saw your Neptune Warrior sticker and just wanted to let you know I'm going to be diving with Rob. And that was when he went through your rescue diver course. Yeah. In February, um, and you know, so it kind of shocked me. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. Here he's like, oh, I'm a marine recruiter just over at the recruiting station across the street from, again, from Cabela's. Um, so that was my first interaction. So when he actually showed up at the fire pit in April or May, um, I'm like, you know, hey, we've actually met before. He came up and, and talked to me at the, you know, Cabela's park. He's like, he's like, oh yeah. So then, 
you know, we've had a, a couple different dives um, throughout this year that um, they're the really stuck. He helped me with a, with a big project when I was doing um, one of my projects for the Master Diver course, and then he, Matt, and I dove a few times together uh, out at Blue Lake this summer. Um, and, you know, going to miss him. I don't know if I'll be able to make it back before he goes, because I know he's going overseas for his next duty assignment. Um, I hope to be able to get at least one more dive with him before he leaves. But it's been, from the first time I dove with them to our, our last dive earlier this year in September, it's been, even and even though I'm a brand new diver, I've got a few more dives than him, it's been interesting watching his progression, um, you know, becoming a much more confident diver. And that's really what your your Master Diver sp- program specifically really, um, really promotes is just that independent confidence in the water. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been it's been fun watching. Well, and you as well. I mean, it's been fun watching you you grow as you, know, you grow as well and, and th- throughout that program. But yeah, he's he, you know he he's one that I mean he came in and jumped in right in on projects and everything else. And and it's been you know there's a lot of stuff that we do outside of Neptune or outside the water that's still Neptune that has mm-hmm. you know built that community and it's just been fun watching him him hang out with all that. Uh, did you get a chance to dive with Ivan in the Master Diver program? Quite, uh, probably three or, or, or four times. Okay. Um, we did, we did some stuff at Quinn's, um, once or twice. We did, I think two or three, uh, iterations at Vampa Rec. Then there were probably four or five dives that, um, you know, when we were doing our group diving stuff with, uh, with, with the master diver program where, yeah, I did get to dive just with Ivan. And he's up to he's over two hundred dives now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's, and and that's, I mean and that's that's one thing that's one thing we can say about our divers. I mean our divers get out and dive, and it's just it's crazy when our folks show up at other, you know, at other resorts and stuff, and they and they've logged, you know, anywhere between seventy five to two hundred fifty dives, you know. And if I had like, and you know, I've, I've said this multiple times, if I had a dog for every time somebody you know looked at me all you know confused like you can dive in Idaho like if there's a puddle of water on the side of the road and it's you know more than three feet deep you can log it as a dive it's an open water dive at that point yeah um and it's 95 probably 90 percent of my dives are in landlocked high altitude dives so you know it's it's weird when like we've got to go more probably a thousand miles or so to get a non-altitude dive um it's you know, being up here in Idaho, it's like I don't know how far uh, not sea base, but uh, hood sport was as far as the drive goes. But that's probably the closest. Yeah, it's about, jack, you yeah, know, I think I think it's like a four, I think it's like a four hundred mile drive out to hood sport. Uh, hey, how about Sarah? Uh, Thoughts? Sarah, <laughs> Dad didn't. Other than this, these last couple months, I didn't do a whole lot of diving with Sarah. I think my first meeting with her was her first dive with her was February of last year when we had that huge group. I don't know, we had probably 15, 20, 25 people down there at Wendover when I was doing my dry suit certification. That was right before, I think she was doing her rescue diving course and something else. I was working on my dry suit cert. You had open water, advanced, you know, everybody was doing something. Um, 
And then again, I left, I was gone for six months, came back and she'd, you know, fairly well progressed at that point into her master diver program. Got that earlier this year and, you know, sped pretty quickly through her dive master program. And that was impressive to see knowing her from, you know, almost two years ago as, you know, an advanced open water and then rescue diver. And now, you know, fully certified credential dive master uh, was impressive to see. Um, and she was really instrumental in helping me with some of my long distance nav and uh, training assistant coursework with our other instructor, John. Um, so yeah, again, definitely gonna miss her. Um, and it's it's just gonna be weird not being around everybody for a really long time. Yeah, that was, you know, the, um, I know that you guys got to work, you know, at least at, you know, on, the, on the project days you know, for, you know, for over here with the, the pool and then, you know, you know, cause you were also involved and you weren't involved in the patio, but you're involved in the, in both iterations of the, of the fire pit. And I, I came across a picture the other day of you and Nick Anderson working together on the fire pit. Yeah. So, you know, um, Oh, and Sarah, you know, not to jump too far ahead, but Sarah was also the other student that I was working with, with John for the, uh, diving first aid for professional divers course. Um, and that was, I think, nine or ten hours of, of practical exercises over at John's house on two different nights. Right. Um, so there's a lot of just, you know, not dive talk, but just, you know, just talking in general. And then I've, I've also spent, you know, a couple of Thanksgivings and Christmases when she's over there, too. So there's been, I think, more out of water again interaction and and like you said over at your house with the with you know both fire pits and the fence work and and everything else i think i've been you know around her more out of the water than in the water um but i think that's the case with most of the net team guys like there's only a few core people that i've really dove with on a regular basis yeah but again goodness everybody now, now you dove around bobby chris and daniel Daniel, I, n- I was never in the water with Daniel. Okay. Um, Chris. But now, were you out there? Are you the, talking Chris Dominguez or Matlock? Well, I'm going to talk about Matlock in a second, but weren't you out there the day okay. that that Bobby and Chris were doing their rescue diver and had to come find me? Were you part, were you part of that fiasco? I was there. That was, that was that trip in February. I was still working on my, my dry suit course. Okay. Um, so, I was in the, so I was in the water, but, you know, you had kind of set me out, kind of do my own thing, so... I was I was more solo at that point than I was, you know, kind of paying attention to everybody else. Um, you know, just following all the the uh, the obstacle lines and everything else, just making sure I didn't get lost in a in a in a big puddle in, in the Nevada desert. Um, but <laughs> I never, I don't think I ever specifically dove with with Daniel Dominguez. Dominguez. Oh, oh, oh no, I, I know, I know, I was never, I know, I was never in the water with Daniel. Yeah. Um, Chris. No, I take that back. I did get to dive with Chris and Bobby the week before. So it was my very first dive back from California last year. When was the Purple Heart dive? That uh, last year or the year before? Yeah. Purple, oh, the year before. Purple Heart uh, dive was, yeah, was year before, like in August. August of 2020. It was the, it was the, it was the week before that where I met... I think Matt was there, Dominguez was there, 
Bobby, I think, was there, and that was uh, uh, over at Turner when we were still diving Turner yeah, Gulch. Yeah, over Turner Gulch and stuff. Had, um, where I got to dive with, I think I dove with Bobby that time. Yeah, and that, was, that was not my only time. I also got to dive with him for the alien dive. Uh, the the Area 51 dive. Right. Um, but I don't think I ever dove specifically with just Dominguez. Okay. And I know you dove a lot with John. You worked a lot with John. Thought, thoughts about John? John, <laughs> John, yeah, John, John holds a special place. I know he's, he's you know, he's, he's got the personality of a dial tone, but he's an incredibly intelligent individual. <laughs> and, you know, I... My first meeting with him was at, at the time I I didn't know who he was, but it was that trip up to Payette, and first time I saw him was he was coming up out of the lake, already done a dive in his dry suit. I think he was the only one in a dry suit on that trip. I don't know if I said much to him on that trip, but my first real dive with him was my navigation dive for my advanced open water at Quinn's where, and I know we've joked about this on previous podcasts, where I was quite literally swimming around in circles uh, because I had had my diving computer and my compass right next to each other, and the magnetism in the compass, or the, the computer, was just throwing my compass off in, in really wild circles. Um, and then we've, we've had probably, I don't know, a dozen or so dives over the last couple of years whether it's been down at Wendover, I, I got the dive ma- acting dive master for him one trip, I think it was last December, you know, where he had an open water trip. Visibility was horrible. Uh, Matt Hayes was also on that trip, and that was where we uh, got to learn exactly how long a pony bottle would last. Oh, yeah, the experiments. Yeah. Um, I think we both had a burn time of about 16 minutes total. Right. Um, you know, so that was a fun experiment, and that's what you know, where my first real cold water walk back. I think my dry suit zipper froze. I had ice in my beard. Uh, you know, my hands were frozen solid. But again, a phenomenal trip. I think visibility might have been three or four feet. Um, you know, people are like, how can you dive? I'm like, I can. You know, it's like I don't mind being in in even zero vis diving as as long as we you know don't get hurt you know zero nav or zero visibility and even zero vis night diving i've done before um you know there there's not really that claustrophobic effect that i've got versus being like in a cave or you know something along that line i don't really have that fear of of you know not being able to see where i can see where other people and i've, I've seen it in other people you know not being able to see is not a comfortable feeling no and that's what we dive with. That's kind of what we dive with all the time. Hey, I'm going to shift gears just a little bit, and, and I'm going to I'm going to yeah. I'm going to mention an event and talk for about I don't know 30 seconds to to minute minute and a half to two minutes about it. But uh, I'm going to bring up a couple of things. The Red Tide Zoom meetups. Uh, you were in Costa Rica at the time, and so we yeah. So right, right after uh, Corona, we introduced. Um, the Red Tide Zoom meetup. What's your What's your thoughts and any general so that thoughts about that? Really help, that? That was incredibly helpful. Just you know, again, being connected to the community. Um, and for those who haven't heard the story, I, I got an offer from a dive shop out in California to spend three months in Costa Rica last 
spring, again, nobody on the planet having a clue that the world was going to, you know, kind of implode on itself. So I was quite literally stuck in Costa Rica for about six weeks. I didn't get a whole lot of diving before the country shut down, but when they shut the country down, the, the entire dive industry down there was entirely tourism-based. No tourism meant no diving. So I was quite literally sitting uh, in a hotel room for a month waiting for the State Department and the Costa Rican government to, you know, kind of head shed and, and get a plan together on getting what turned out to be thousands of stranded American citizens out of the country. So having the ability to, you know, kind of just, you know, see everybody's faces, fill everybody in, you know, and in my, you know, few little escapades in and around San Jose um, was just having that connection was incredibly helpful versus just being, you know, stranded in a country where I don't speak the language, you know, I'm not the, um, you know, I'm a white guy with a, with a, with a red beard in a country that is, you know, Central America and not at all comfortable in that environment. And, and, you know, not a huge issue because it's Costa Rica. I could have been stuck in a lot worse places, not a fan of humidity. Right. Uh, and I don't think we got below ninety percent the entire time. So the um, so it was it was I, I remember getting a, a coin check from you from Costa Rica on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, uh, I think was that in the was that in the group chat or was that uh, that was that was I think it was on the on the Nip, on the Neptune on the Neptune Facebook page. Um, all right. Hey, how about, how about this Fa- favorite Neptune sticker that you have? Well, we're going to do that one next. What's your favorite Neptune patch? My favorite Neptune patch that I have, um, it doesn't actually say Neptune Warrior on it, but you had given me an old school uh, dive flag with the with the Combat Diver uh, badge on it that says Adventure IQ Desert Diver. And you said it was one of your first generation patches because it doesn't even have the diagonal white stripe that a dive flag has. Right. Um, that's that's probably my favorite that almost nobody else has. I think there's only three or four um, of those out there, and it was, it was because it was a prototype. The, the, the other favorite one that, again, is probably as rare, if not more rare, than even the Badass Diver tab is my reverse lift. Badge, patch. <laughs> there are badge. only three of those John, that I know for a fact. John, John made for us. Yep. Cool. Um, so yeah, probably probably those two are my favorite. Okay, uh, favorite Neptune uh, T-shirt or hoodie? <sighs> it's got to be the violating community standard. Um, <laughs> Dude, we and sold out I, that I one. I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of hoodies, but when I saw that, I almost broke a rib laughing. <laughs> uh, I'm like, that definitely falls in line with not only the you know the the diving community, uh, but the veteran community as well. And that's definitely going to be a hoodie that I cherish for a really long time. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have to make sure I, I hold one out for you on the second rendition because you'll probably wear that one out. So okay. Um, all right, favorite Neptune dive event? Neptune, like in water event? 
Uh, let's go in water and out of water. In water, you had, I don't know if it's Neptune specifically, but you had an open, uh, an advanced open water class uh, Saturday and Sunday earlier this year. And I went out with John and Sarah was working with me on that trip too. And I ended up logging and I knocked out probably eight or nine dives in two days for my master diver program. Um, and when I wasn't working on my own projects, I was stepping in with other students that they didn't have a dive buddy specifically for what you had them working on. Um, you know, I was, I was just in the water, whether it was, you know, you know, working with finger reels or navigation or, um, you know, whatever other drills you had them working on. But I think other than that Wendover trip, where you guys had me, you know, try to attempt to reverse lift. I think that's the most dives I've, <laughs> I've done in two day, in a two day time frame. Yeah. Um, how, how about so your... for me personally? That was okay. that was probably my favorite, just just because the amount of dive time that I accumulated in such a short period of time. Because otherwise, you know, to get nine dives, that's you know that's a week's plus worth of time versus being out of the lake all day, you know, for two full days. You know, you can really, and especially with not having, with not going very deep. I think I may have only hit like 30 or 40 feet the entire time. Um, you know, so, we ha- you know, we got to accumulate an incredible amount of dive time just in those two days. Cool. How about your favorite non, your Neptune, favorite Neptune non-diving mm-hmm. event? Probably the Ride for 22 event. I missed the first one because I was out in California. Um, so when we set up, in the High Desert Harley parking lot. Oh yeah, dude, you imp- hey, you impressed the people that gave us the money. I mean, they came over and they're like, "That guy knows what's what's going on." Because what they do is they walk up to somebody. Brooks. You know, they- yeah, I and you know to, to kind of fill you in on that, and I, and I think Brooks has said this a couple times. Brooks was standing right there with me, and I did. And again, she thought I knew who this person was, and it is. Was he was he the director of Ride for Twenty Two? Yeah, it was actually yeah, actually the director and uh, and, and yeah of Ride for Twenty Two. So, so yeah, so he walks up and starts asking you know again playing twenty questions. Me not having a clue who he was, I think Brooks, you know, and Brooks kind of realized early on is like I don't know who this man is, and just let me take you know the entire inter you know not really an interview, but you know the entire uh, you know took point on the on the conversation. She never said a word, and then after he ended up leaving, was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, that that's you know once and once he kind of filled in, it's like, oh, you know, he's a director for Ride for Twenty Two. I was like, <laughs> you know, you, you know, it's like you, you may have wanted to tell me that ahead of time. She's like, no, actually, actually, you did an incredible job. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, you know, and that's where you know I kind of realized that. You know, yeah, even though I dive a lot, I had a lot more, I was a lot more in tune with what the program itself was actually about versus just getting out and diving. Very cool. You know, I think I'd absorbed a lot more, you know, information on, you know, the the science, the physiology, and I was asking about instructors and courses and everything else. And I don't think there was a question he asked that I didn't have an answer to. And again, not knowing who he was, you know, it, it could have been anybody, but then it's like, oh yeah, you know, he's he's the guy who's responsible for giving us fifteen thousand dollars. I'm like, oh, you know, so it's kind of a, a, you know, thanks for 
know, it wasn't really throwing me under the bus, but it was letting me take point on something that I either could have done a really good job on or screwed up, you know, royally. You, you uh, thankfully, I knocked it out of the park. Yeah, you did a great job on it, man. Hey, I get, um, one, 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 final, one final question here, and I need to bring it back to people because I totally uh, left them off the list. Or didn't leave them off the list. I, I, when I was going through my list, I didn't get it, didn't get, didn't get it checked off. But that's Charlie from Boise Scuba. Charlie, definitely gonna miss Charlie. Um, you know, he's, you know, a lot like John. He's got the the personality of a dial tone. But I spent <laughs> the, the times that I would go in in between diving, I would spend hours at a time just asking, you know, especially when I was a newer diver, you know, questions about you know, really anything and everything diving related. And he never got, not, not like he never got frustrated, he never got upset, but he would answer him as he was working. Um, and then, you know, I ended up volunteering a few times a week, whether it was filling tanks or organizing his gear room or, you know, kind of straightening out the, the uh, you know, his, his front, you know, the retail side. Um, and he was, you know, it got to a point, and, you know, even though it was volunteer work, he basically paid me with free air. Um, I don't think I paid, you know, and I think at that point it was either whether it was just for me personally or it was because I was with a Neptune diver, and I know he's been instrumental with, you know, providing air for Neptune um, for a really long time. I don't think I paid for air for three years. That's awesome. That's a, that's a, that's like a, almost. All, almost my entire time once I started getting my own tank and it would all honestly come to a point where he would be with the customer. I'd walk in with my tanks and fortunately he, you know, showed me at a really early time how to run the compressor without destroying anything. Um, you know, cause I know those things aren't cheap by any stretch. You know, they're, they're a lot, hell of a lot more expensive than a, uh, like a commercial compressor where, you know, he'd be talking to a, a, a customer, you know, see me, not even say hi, or I wouldn't even say hi, and I would just go back and start filling tanks. Um, you know, and then I would, you know, come back and say, hey, you know, I you know, appreciate your time and obviously I appreciate the air. But especially when I was doing all my solo diving, it's like I was in there probably two or three days a week just topping off my tanks with as much diving as I was doing. Right. Um, so I'm definitely going to miss that partnership. I'm going to miss his knowledge. Um, it's, like I said, I'm, I'm going to miss everybody. Um, it's it's going to be weird not being around. I know, you know, I still have diving out in Wyoming, but it's going to be weird being around non, how to say this gently, non-Naui divers, and specifically non-Neptune divers yeah. uh, for a while. Well, and, that's, and that's probably where you'll see the difference is not so much between, you know, Naui and other organizations. It's going to be that you don't have, you know, that, that Neptune influence. Hey, Ryan, thanks so much for uh, walking walking down memory lane. Best of luck to you. And, you know, definitely. It's, it's, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I definitely appreciate all the time and effort you guys have put into me. Um, you guys have actually given me a mission and a drive that I never thought possible before getting into the water three and a half years ago. Um, and like I said on my first podcast, and that's where actually, you know, to, to tie into that, that was something I, I'd forgotten about when I was talking about, you know, for quick backstory. 2015, I had a horrendous back spasm. I was out of the water, and it kind of rewired my brain. And, you know, you've often talked about, you know, with TBI and PTSD and mitigating a lot of those, um, those uh, symptoms where, you know, I had a legit, 
legitimate fear of water that was anything over deeper than my head. And the first time I got into the water, uh, deeper than my head was that first night of open water diving with Dave. And I think you were, you, you'd taken the second group and you didn't know it. I don't think Dave knew it at the time. Um, and that was really the first time that I was able to say, okay, you know, and even though I'd had other back spasms prior to getting into the water that were nowhere near water, getting into the water was really the first time I was able to say, okay, water doesn't necessarily associate with back spasms and the ER and, you know, some, some at that point for the, to kill the back spasms, some pretty strong medication. Um, so that was able to turn a lot of that fear and trepidation around into something that I'm now trying to turn into a career. Um, so thank you for that. Hey, no worries, man. No worries. It's been good. Been good at having you part of the program, and uh, and you're definitely gonna be missed. But you know, it's it's also a reason for us to travel east and get some dives in. So Ryan, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, Rob. As the late Tom Petty said, go after what you really love and find a way to make it work for you. And then you'll be happy. And that's exactly what Ryan is doing right now. And I remember asking Ryan very early on in in his career. I don't even know if he remembers this, but I had it in my journal entry. And it was just that night I was asking the group the question of what holds us back from trying to build the life that we want. And what I found with Ryan is that like many of us, it's a lot easier to pursue your goals and throw yourself into those goals when you're leveraging all your passions. Ryan, we wish you the best of luck. We hope to dive with you again. It's been an honor having you uh, as part of this organization. You will always be part of this organization just because you're moving away doesn't take you out of the Neptune family. It just means that we won't see you quite as often as, as we would like to. Folks, I know this podcast ran really long, but it was important to get, really to allow him the opportunity to walk down memory lane. Make sure you check us out on the web. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and please like, subscribe, download as much as you can. We desperately, desperately want to get this message out to other veterans. Remember, as long as you've got air, you're going to be all right.